Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Ishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Judea, from foggy Judea to the world. You're part of it wherever you are. Yesterday was a fabulous sunny day, and now it's totally, totally fogged over and cold and windy. But I'm not cold because Maka Fleischer joins me here. Maka, shalom. Yes, hello, shalom. Shalom and welcome. Maybe I'll bake some cookies or some other kind of weather-related food. Yes, maybe you should do that. Exactly. That yeah. would be good. That would be soup. great. Soup. We did soup yesterday. Yesterday uh, was a very busy day for me. Yeah. Very, very busy day for me. I woke up at 5 to uh, head to the mikvah uh, here in Kushetzion. And from there, I went to Yerushalayim. And I found out that if you... I already knew this. I'm just saying that that if you leave it like 6.20... Yeah. A.M. A.M., the town, roads are clear. Mm-hmm. And uh, what got to Yerushalayim, parked at Hartzion, Mount Zion. Yeah. Mount Zion, and then uh, and then went down, met my mama, yes, for uh, a three hour tour <laughs> of the a Temple three Mount, three hour, hour tour. tour. Da, 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 da. But the weather wasn't getting rough; it was really, really Beautiful nice. Day. And instead of going for forty five minutes surrounded by Wakaf and police, well, what do had, you mean when you say that? Well, what happens is is that usually when you go up to the Temple Mount, you get like insta ghetto. Why don't they just, they might as well. When you say you go up to the okay, temple when now, an Orthodox, back up because people don't know what you're talking about. Fine. When an Orthodox looking Jew, such as I am. Yeah, looks all bright eyed and like something really significant is about to happen. Looks like he's going to the temple now to do temple He looks a little stuff. nervous because he has ear ah, which is called fear, uh, fear of heaven. And he's like, okay, I'm going to go do this special thing. Then what happens? Then they basically let you go up. Yeah. To the Temple Mount, but within a group. They ghettoize you in a group. And this group of like 20 people, this group is surrounded by like three, four police officers and one or two Waqif Muslim trust, Muslim religious trust dudes monitoring that you will not do some kind of act of horrific, religion. Yeah, horrific Jewish thing, like moving your lips. In prayer. Is that still a thing? So listen, so yesterday I went, instead of going with that group, I went with a secular Israeli group, like a tour, mm-hmm. like a secular tour. And really, other than one other dude, everybody there was like secular types. Wow. And they were wearing- And your mom. Now my mom and I went incognito. I put on jeans, which, and I put on- Really? You I wore had, jeans on Harabite? I wore blue jeans, and I wore uh, my, well, you should be happy about this, I wore my Houston Astros- Houston Astros hat is it Astros or what is that hat? Yeah, Astros. Uh, my Houston Astros hat. Did it not make you feel a little weird to dress down to go to the holiest place on on the entire creation of the universe? You know, Malka, uh, you. I don't think my Hungarian soul could could do what you. I was going to say that, but I didn't want to get in trouble. I was going to say your Hungarian soul. Yeah, could not... see, you saying it makes me angry, right? But me having said it, right. feels fine. That's 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 very good, right? So what what happened was is that I have yet another different than a Hungarian soul, and for me, there was two elements, which was first thing, first thing, the liberty, the freedom of not being looked at. Mm-hmm. See, people people write about this. I just want to say that you dressing. I have to get back to this so that I can soothe my Hungarian soul, which is that. You know, King David also had to do some stuff to like fit into yeah. some situations that he was did, and he did it l'shem shemaim. Right. It was it was l'shem shemaim for which sure. Which means for for the sake of heaven. And it was incognito. Yes. 
And because <clears throat> ordinarily you would have worn something nice to Harbaugh. I would have worn black pants and the whole the whole getup, you know. Yeah. But I instead I wore like really dressed down jeans, which right. I barely ever wear anyway. I love my jeans, but I I wear them only at home and stuff because my job and stuff, you know, I have to, yeah, I have to be respectable, respectable. And there's the and there's the black hat ultra orthodox world, which I'm which I which I come in contact with. with. And so and so and that's certainly what I would do in the temple mount, which you're supposed to, you're commanded. That's one of the mitzvot is to dress nicely. There, you're supposed to come in dressed nicely, but I dressed down. And I got to tell you something. Instead of being for the 45 minute ghetto tour, what I mean by ghetto is surrounded by cops. Everybody looking at you. Made to feel a little bit like a criminal. Right. And it's just like instead, and being told what to do, instead, nobody was looking at us. Total freedom. Just walking around this plaza, the whole plaza. Of course, you stayed within the halakhically acceptable yes, places. But the minimum halakhically uh, acceptable places. I mean, to say the, the, halakha, the, 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 the correct ones, but not like the, you know, the extra safety, extra safety, extra safety type type stuff, but the real stuff. And uh, so you stayed in the halakhically, yes, regulated place. That's it. That's all people have to know, right? Yes, but but, but there are but you know but there are but there's always machmirim. There's always people who. Are, here's the point. There was this. I had a, I had a day where the sun was on. The the place was open. Nobody was looking. Walk where you want. Do what you want. Nobody's talking to you. Nobody bothering you. Nobody's nobody and 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 also. And also the 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 woman who was touring us was very academic. She knew a lot about the Islamic history, also, but she knew her stuff, and she knew the Temple Mount. So it was a totally different spirit. Frankly, when I go up on the Temple Mount, and there's always like the religious people giving me the religious talk and the religious feelings, and not having any space to just just breathe, just commune. That was the word I found: commune, which is what I was trying to do: commune a little bit with this place. Just to walk it, just to walk it in in freedom and liberty. It was, it was, it was, it was just like a totally different feeling, and it was, it was fabulous. You came off, just, com- having communed with with the other, with the Almighty, with the I Thou, with the with the uh, with, and also with freedom, with this. And there was these winds yesterday. It felt like the, I felt like the sense of the Garden of Eden, that Israel smell. Mm-mm. That you sometimes get in your nostrils and you're like, ah, Israel. Mm. I got that like multiple times yesterday, and it was and and I also saw structures that I'd never seen before because just my eyes were just a two, like you were able to take a second, right? Just just you know, and I was with my mom and we were having a great time. My mom's very knowledgeable, and sometimes we talked, sometimes we didn't. It was just it was just fabulous, and we really, I I, I think, and 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 the rest of the show today has other elements of this questions of freedom, you know. And and freedom is such a it's a trait, it's a feeling, it's an atmosphere that gives you gives your eyes opening. It's like it's you 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 you're a different person when you're not surveilled. You're a different person when you're when you're. I am, I, and I'm sure others are as well. I know that I'm just a person who like the minute I'm being looked at, it's like a different thing. Um, <clears throat> later on the show today, we're gonna have Avi Abelo. Avi Abelo is a broadcaster, an entrepreneur, and other things, and. Um, he has gone uh, out on the limb, uh, on the ledge against the COVID uh, restrictions uh, and vaccines and other issues. We'll talk about that. And you don't, you won't, you, because of the spirit of liberty and freedom, you don't have to agree. But you're free to, if you'd like. Well, it's to. good to hear yeah, opinions. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, so I went to the Temple Mount yesterday, came off from the Temple Mount, ran to uh, JNS, 
the uh, JNS.org uh, studios and met with my f- my my old studio builders with uh, back from the Israel National Radio days <clears throat> from Israel National Radio from the Voice of Israel days <clears throat> exactly and it was like great to see them and we were like right back in the thing except there's a lot of new technologies oh yeah oh sure you know the the, the uh, electronics are constantly moving forward and so we talked about the new the new uh, boards the new TV boards all kinds of stuff remote remote like uh, camera like where they cut to your face whenever you're speaking all kinds of stuff like that so that was a lot of fun then i went to check out a, a girls high school for leah mm-hmm. and which was very very impressive and then finally i and i spoke to the rabbi there who was just a, a great everything a mix we also talked about fundraising i'm like i said to him straight oh, yeah I, yeah i said to him straight i'm like uh yeah well you mean the the rabbi the menahel of the school the, yeah the, the menahel of the, the school the, uh, principal the principal who's a sweet rabbi i said to him uh how are you guys raising the money for this? No. So we got right into it. Really? You know? Yeah. We're like dogs smelling one another. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're like, we're like, oh, you're a fundraiser. I want to hear. I want to hear about that. What's 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 your stuff? He raises from 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 Israel, from Israel, from uh, especially from especially from American families of of girls who went to the school. Wow. Yeah. And he's got these like great science building, and he's got a brand new library that he hasn't even paid for yet. Totally nice. I was. We had a good. We had a good talk, and he had to tell me like three times. He's like, "It's not easy." I'm like, "I'm like, I know. I'm I'm in the biz. I get it." So there was that, and then finally we came home, and uh, Pastor Tommy Waller, uh, who's a famous and sometimes lightning rod uh, for issues here in Israel, uh, he is the leader of the Hayovel organization, Mm -hmm. the Hayovel organization, which brings volunteers here to uh, Israel, to Israel. They have like an encampment. Uh, on Har Bracha. That's right. Next and that's to the, the controversial part, basically. There's controversy there, and we were laughing about that. He's very funny about that. He's like, he's like, there's accusations of us, of us handing out missionary pamphlets. He's like, he just said to me, he's like, he's like, so I would, uh, so I would, after years of hiding my missionary activities, saying like in, ju- in jest, now I'm just gonna set up a booth, right? Of, of and there's, and he's like, he's like, and is there any pictures of this thing? Because, because you know, we live in an age of. Is, right is it phones right. cameras and then and then he said and then he said he said that he's been accused now of of also that his daughters are are having friendships and relationships with local israelis he's like he's like he's like i he's like i don't want that i wouldn't want my daughter going out with a jew in the sense that i want my daughter to keep going in our way right anyway we were talking about all that stuff and we were laughing and he had with him two guests uh, who uh, who are also working in Honduras, and we're talking and we're talking and we're eating and we're talking. Had you been there and you were at, Le- at yeah, our Leibach daughter's Leibach play? Yeah, was in a play, a school play. Yeah, had we been there, uh, you would have served us more yummies. Yes, but they had just come from the shawarma place downstairs, so they were taking care of it. it was they okay. were fine? And then we started talking about flags, and they were talking about how they need Israeli flags. It's hard to find them. Suddenly, it dawned on me that I still have these giant flags from like our flag project, flags from the top of the Mount of Olives. Flap it in the wind, and after they rip and and get dirty and retire, I was collecting these flags from the city of David, from Mount of Olives, and from Hebron, and storing them and trying to get them to donors, friends, people who would pay for it on nishayfleischer dot com, and it was going, but not going so fast. And I started ending up with a lot of these flags. old dirty flags, right? Anyway, they're like, we need we need flags, and suddenly it dawned on me, I brought in three massive. I'm talking about. I'm talking about four by five yards, meters. They're very 
Extremely large. Right. F- flags with rips in them. They were ecstatic. They will now be bringing them to Honduras, where the local population, which is one of the poorest populations in the world, were, and, and, and really less least developed, is going to... Lo- they love Israel over there. They pray for Israel. And so, therefore, first thing I want to do is bless the people of Honduras. And if you're listening from Honduras, send us an email. Hola. Okay? That's right. Hello. And shalom. And so that's one. And second thing, they're going to bring them to Honduras, and they're going to sew them up and fly them. And then you had the idea that they would also add Honduran... Or they're crafts people. Yeah, they're crafts it, people. Is it Honduran or Hondurasian? I don't know. I don't know. Honduran sounds Hondurian right sounds right. Honduresian does not sound right. No, it does not. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to... Honduran. Honduran, that's what I said originally. Okay, anyway. I've just never been there, really. I've never been to Central America. I, I was in Mexico. That's almost Central America. True, but it's pretty darn close. Okay, so... And it is and it is a Spanish-speaking country, so it's on the way. And I wasn't even in mainland Mexico. I was in Baja, California. Any case, <laughs> uh, the bottom line is that... So uh, basically, you were not in Central America and had nothing to do with that. I approached it closer than you. I've been to Mexico. <laughs> Dang. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so... In your face! <laughs> mainland Mexico? What? The... Mainland Mexico? Yeah. Yes. Where at? Over the Texan border. Oh, fooey, come on. Oh, 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 did you say the words Baja, California? I just want to know. It's not, it's it's Mexico. It's just did called you, California. It's just, it's, it's not. It's just called California. Yeah, the landmass is called California. It's Mexico. All right. I mean, the landmass is Mexico and Texas, too. That was a whole <laughs> rigmarole. Oh, forget it. Anyway, that's their business. Let's not worry about that. Uh, I'd love to, I'd love a little, uh, a little purchase around here, a little Louisiana, Texas purchase. I'd love, I'd love to purchase the Sinai. Finish that business off. That's it. We need the Sinai. Here's the money. Forget it. It's over. Anyway, anyway, what am I saying, Maka? What am I saying in this foggy weather? We're talking day? about how we're going to send the flags to Honduras, and what I'm really hoping that they'll do because the flags, you know, they flap in the wind and they're very, very large, and after a while, they get like very serious rips in them. Yeah. And so, what I'm hoping is that they will craftsman the like you know how in Japan, if you break a um, a bowl, so then they seal it up with gold. And then you display your bowl like with pride, even more pride because it's more valuable now because it has gold and it went through something, right? Right. So I'm hoping that the flags also that they'll use like beautifully colored beads, uh, threads or beads or I don't know, probably threads and like sew these things up with beautiful colors and to, then, to, to fix the rips and it'll be like a, co- a collab, right? a collaboration. Wow. Do you Beautiful. think that's cool? I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be cool. I, I hope it comes out great. like I envision it. Yeah, and I, and I want to bless the Hondurians to, to, be, uh, to be blessed for better I economy. I think it's Hondurans. Better. Oh, forget it. The people of Honduras, okay, to be, to be blessed and to have- uh, Well, the Israelians are really excited <laughs> to bless the Hondurians. The Israelians. That's not bad. But we're not Israelin. Anyway, uh, anyway, I'm I'm proud. I'm proud, and I'm excited for the uh, for the. Now I want you to take part in it because I want to. I want to start sending these flags to Honduras, and I want you to support that effort. And <clears throat> we had a flag effort in the past. that's still on the website. I think is it still on the website. Do we still have a flag page, uh, Malka, on the website? That's a good question. I haven't looked at the web page. All right, bit. so we'll, we'll we'll look at it, and I want people to go to ishaifleischer.com. And support the, the the flag project, and we'll get those flags to Honduras. And then, if it really goes well, we'll start sending it from Honduras to 
uh, to other places in the world after they get fixed up over there. So I, I don't know why. They were excited. I was excited. And, and there was just like, there was this moment, you know, sometimes you touch it. There's people who touch it all the time, like Jeremy Gimpel and Ari Abramowitz. are always touching the nations. Right. I don't know. I'm not always touching the nations. Right. I'm not always there. You know, it's not like a weekly thing. I get emails from, from folks, but like, this was one of those moments where... Um, you felt like there was a connection that wanted to happen. Yeah. Speaking of emails, Malka. Yeah. I have some emails. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I have some emails. Uh, are you interested? Sure. Let's let's do it. So I get an email from Rachel. Hello, Yishai. Long-time listener. First-time emailer. Wow. Yay. First of all, let me say thank you so much for what you do and the effort you put into getting your show out every week. I live in Ontario, Canada. Wow. And I'll be one of the people you refer to as God-fearing, Bible-believing Gentiles. Yes. Right? And That's, that's nice. That, that's right. And I listen to your show every week as I prepare for Shabbat. It means so much to have... Notice she says she prepares for Shabbat. Okay. So she's a Gentile preparing for Shabbat. We're going to talk about that in a minute. It means so much to have that connection to the land and to the Torah portion each week. We are out on a limb keeping Shabbat here. I believe you are. So listening to your show while I prepare for Shabbat makes me feel a lot less alone. We have almost a two-year-old son named Zephania. Wow. That is bold. That's right. That's right, Malka. That's a beautiful name. And maybe if we have another child, let's call him Stefania. I like That's that. That's serious. She's all the way in. That's right. And I joke She's that committed. he knows your voice from the womb. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of jokes can be made there, but we'll just we'll just Gloss skip it right over, over that. that. I also love, love, love that you started having Malka on the show a few uh, years ago. You two are a great duo. When I put your show on, my son immediately says, Yishai! Oh. And, he knows, and he knows Malka's voice too. Last week when you told the joke, my son says, Malka's laughing. It was adorable. <laughs> We, that is incredible. Yeah. We are also members of the Land of Israel Fellowship with Ari and Jeremy from the farm and cannot wait until the day when we all meet on the farm for a huge party. Amen, I add. Now, the reason I'm writing to you today is to ask your perspective on something. Two days ago, I received a weekly email from the Center for Israel and Jewish Affairs, CIGA, and it both startled and puzzled me. I have attached the small email, the email below so that you can see exactly what I'm referring to. In it, they are denouncing the use of hate symbols at the Canadian Truckers Freedom Protest that is currently happening in Ottawa. I had, just my parentheses here, I love how the Canadian truckers are the global leaders of this thing. I, I love it. Incredible. I love it. I love it. You know, Israeli truckers, well, I want to get a circle back to the COVID thing in a little bit. All right, we'll get but to we it. we have some Israeli truckers too, but anyway, Fine. go ahead. I had heard about the use of Nazi flags previously and thought that, of course, there's always those few who go out with their own agenda and say and do horrible things to champion their own cause or just to smear uh, in the mud the name of the people protesting. I know you're well informed and don't, don't need me to tell you that uh, uh, the protest is to end the COVID mandates. But what I saw shocked me. It seemed obvious to me that most, if not all, the images shared were people drawing a parallel line from the Nazi laws enforcing Jews to wear a gold star and the vaccine passport. Mm-hmm. They weren't symbols of hate, meaning to say like white supremacy. But they weren't like, I'm a Nazi, look right. at my flag. Right, Yeah. quite the opposite. They're like, the I am not a Nazi. Look right. at this flag. Uh, right. You're treating me like a like a you're victimizing me like the Jews were victimized. That's what we're feeling like here. We've right. seen this kind of thing before. Um, uh, right. Drawing a parallel line from the Nazi laws forcing Jews to wear a gold star and the vaccine passports. They weren't symbols of hate. They were saying, hey, Prime Minister Trudeau, 
I don't think the word Prime Minister and Trudeau should go together, but again, in any case, Hi, Prime Minister Trudeau, you're walking the same path as the Nazis did, which is the worst thing imaginable. We all know how that ended, so stop it already. By putting a black maple leaf on a red flag with a white circle in the middle, they are accusing Canada of behaving like Nazis. And the same with people wearing a yellow Star of David. They're trying to make a point, which to me, an ardent Israel and Jew lover, doesn't seem very anti-Semitic. Am I wrong here? Is any and all use of those symbols mean hate, even if the people didn't intend it that way? Does, does intent matter? Nobody's saying COVID lockdowns are the same as millions of Jews being murdered, just that this is the first step towards a slippery slope. I've heard of many people from former communist countries warning us in the West that our government are behaving in a way that leads to some scary places. So why isn't the Jewish, the Jews... Why aren't, why, so why isn't it the Jews to be the first ones to stand up and say, watch out, we've seen this before, beware. Or Achtung, I added. Okay. Um, on the flip side, I saw a counter protest in my own city with signs that say, go home Nazi truckers. What? <laughs> Is that okay? <laughs> Does even invoking the name Nazi mean you... You th- mean you then yourself get called one? <laughs> the other disturbing thing. Wow, this is so interesting. The other disturbing thing is that the exact same time there was a pro-Palestinian rally oh, that happened in Toronto and that was calling for death to Jews. Wow. Which is, which to me is horrible and a true example of anti-Semitism. But CJ, the, the, this, this organization, uh, did not mention it. Kibalt. Can you walk me through this? <laughs> No, next question. <laughs> yeah. Preferably <laughs> with Malka or of Mike on your show. Does the fact that I'm not Jewish give me no right to define anti-Semitism or question the rhetoric and where it comes from? Please help me understand as I want to be the best supporter of the Jewish people that I can. Thank you again, Yisha and Malka, and I thank God for you, Rachel. I've attached a photo of our family. Oh, I want to so see. you can see. That's right. I will send it to you. Hold on one second. Here it is. See, sometimes we do this live on the show, yeah. So that so that the, the so that the, it stays fresh. There you go. Let's there they see, are. Let's see, Stefania. <gasps> Look, Stefania, I see you. <laughs> what a cute and wonderful family you guys are. God bless you tfu, guys. Tfu, tfu. Um, and and I, wait, wait, now go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. So first of all, I want to say that was a really uh, like I don't know how to say this without just saying what I think, which is that was a really intelligent email. Mm-hmm. Um, and those were some really good questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you about me. I, uh, my grandparents are Holocaust survivors and I grew up very much like in the shadow of the Holocaust experience. My father was born in a DP camp, a displaced persons camp after the war. And the Holocaust was a big part of my Jewish identity growing up. A very, very big part. Mm -hmm. Um, that being said, I have to say I have never been able to get behind this, um, this perspective which says that like you can never invoke the name of Hitler and you can never invoke the word Nazi. Um, I always found that to be like, I, there are definitely wrong ways to do that. And I guess there's such a thing as overkill and you don't want to like minimize the experience that the Jewish people had because it was a, a really uniquely horrific experience. But that being said, I always thought to myself that it does not jive with like the never again message. Um, because the never again message, which is like never again, is this we going to allow this to happen to the Jewish people? Never again is a, are people going to do this to other people? However you want to take it. 
I always thought to myself, how can you achieve the never again message if you can never draw parallels ever again between what happened and what happens now? What an excellent point that is. Like, aren't you supposed to be able to take history and go, ooh, look, that is like X thing that happened in history. I like it. Or, ooh, that is like X thing that happened in history. I don't like it. Like, you have to be able to draw parallels. Um, I think that, I think that like part of the problem is that people are so triggered or whatever to use modern language right. by these images that like they just short circuit like they don't even know how to they see it and they just go nuts and like the brain goes out the window and they it's like total emotion and um, reactionism mm-hmm. or is that a word reactionism Reactionary anyway reaction so I think that that's um, I think that that's that like but uh, for myself like I. I personally have never really been offended by the use of these symbols. And even like when people would be like, look, they're wearing yellow stars. Like they can't, you know, these are people who are anti-vax, anti-COVID vax, vax, and they're not getting the vaccine and they're wearing the yellow star. That's horrific. And I I never, like, I might not agree with it or I might not think it's in place or I might, I don't know. But like, I, I never thought to myself like, whoa, these people are so far out of line. Like, I think that these things that happen... People are trying to draw the lessons from them and right. to make the parallels. And maybe what people are offended by is the idea that you can draw a parallel to the Holocaust ever. Um, and while I appreciate the sentiment in the sense that, like, we should take this thing that happened and recognize it for its uniquely um, evil nature, and it really was unique and it's evil, evil is not unique. Like, evil happens and people can do evil and there's gradations of evil um and like i myself i'll tell you about covid itself oh so that was that was question number one that she asked Mm -hmm. two can a can a non-jew define anti-semitism that's a very interesting question um because on the one hand you want to say well like we're all thinking people can't we recognize things as thinking people like do i have to have jewish dna or practice the jewish religion in order to understand what anti-semitism is like do i have to do i have to be uh i think that's a little silly do i have to be black to understand what bigotry is like i understand that that you might have the more nuanced perspective or like the experience of knowing better than somebody else but at the same time i think that um you know, we're all thinking people like we can understand concepts, right? So we shouldn't many, take many away times, from each many other times people from the, the ability to understand it better. Or maybe many times, okay, but many you times know, practitioners of right. anti-Semitism or people who grew up in anti-Semitism right. become its greatest understanders. For example, Palestinians who like, or, you know, grew up, you know, in that society and came out of that. They, they understand it better. Sometimes they're the ones explaining to us. They're like, you, you don't understand what's going on here. Same thing. I, I, I'll never forget. I'll never forget how the Simon Wiesenthal Center brought a white supremacist, the former white supremacist, to speak on our campus at Yeshiva University. It was completely eye-opening and fascinating. He was a real dude. He was like a real, you know, he, he was not, he was not like a suit and tie guy. He was a real, like, you know, like white supremacist dude who came out of it and 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 really was very highly intelligent and very interesting. And I remember that. So sometimes from the outside, you understand it even even better. So it's, obviously, obviously, people from you know can understand anti-Semitism, but. I think there's one other thing that you're kind of like you you're 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 skipping over a little bit, which is some of these Jews. That's really their identity. 
notice that the Israelis didn't come out and be like, I can't believe you guys are using, the truckers are using Nazi imagery. Nobody cares about that here because, because, because we're strong and our identity is about our land and about our language and about our culture and our history and our going forward and all the issues. Sometimes American or Canadian Jews, they live this life where their last vestige of identity is, is this Holocaust. And so they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't appropriate that because when you do, I have it's not nothing just left. that. They they may also dis, just simply disagree with the person who's right. trying to use That's that image, part, and therefore right. they don't want you to like. They think that that is like a really extremist. They they very well may be very liberal Jews, and they might agree with the with the vaccine passports and all these things. Right, and so they're like, oh, you're taking this thing for that. That's right. That, so and the way that they'll fight. But that I want to say I want to just go back for one second to the idea of non-Jews defining what anti-Semitism is. There's a real fight going on today about what is anti-Semitism. And part of that is this uh, international um, human rights, uh, I forget, agency, association, I can't remember, definition of what is anti-Semitism. And that includes anti-Zionism, right? So then you have, like you'll see on Twitter all the time, uh, and so there are countries which have adopted this definition of anti-Semitism, which have not adopted this this definition of anti-Semitism. And so... Um, there's a big debate today about whether being an anti-Zionist is anti-Semitic. And so you'll have, like, for example, I'm on Twitter a lot. So on Twitter, you'll have people being like, criticizing Israel is not anti-Semitism, right? I'm a non-Jew, and like, criticizing Israel is not anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism is kach v'kach v'kach. Anti-Semitism is this and that. It's the I-H-R-A. What? What does that stand for? Uh, It stands for the International... Holocaust Remembrance oh, Alliance. so I completely got it wrong. The International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance. Okay, so they have a definition, and they're they're pushing that anti that anti Israelism and calling for the destruction of Israel and calling for the weakness of Israel is anti Semitic. Mm-hmm. So then you have people who refuse to accept that definition, and then there's then you'll hear a lot of Jews being like, "What do you mean? Like, of course, anti Zionism is anti Semitism." Um, and calling for the destruction of Israel is about calling for the destruction of Jews and, and weakening Jews in the world. Um, and so I think that's part of the question kind of is to like when you place the definition of anti-Semitism in the hands of people who might be anti-Semitic, then you run into problems, right? Because when you allow them to control the message of what is anti-Semitism, then suddenly you're experiencing anti-Semitism. That's mm-hmm. not good, mm-hmm. right? It's like a tactic. Okay. That is that is the case. I want to say about, um, let's d- double back to COVID. I want to first give a shout out to the truckers in Canada. I got to tell you that, um, that I like raise my family as a va- family that like, we followed our own schedule kind of, but like my kids got vaccinated and we, you know, you and I, we got some, some of the COVID vaccine. No, our kids did not get COVID vaccine. Not COVID vaccine. I'm right. talking about like regular. as they were growing up, they got their regular vaccines. It's not like, right. um, you know, we eat white sugar. Like I'm not like an alternative person. But not too much white sugar. Yeah, thank God. I mean, you know, but I'm saying like we, I, I like barely. I don't live off the grid. Like we we're on the grid. Okay, yeah, we're on but, the gr- but, but but we've moved like a lot of okay, our friends. So we've what I'm moved a lot, right, we're and I to myself, be healthy, I'm almost right? except for for the Israeli version of Kit Kat, which <laughs> is called Kif Kef, which is really the best chocolate bar ever. And from time to time, I have to give indulge okay, in that. But okay, but on Shabbat we have like cake and stuff. You know, it's yeah. like we're nor- we're pretty normal. We're pretty mainstream. But over the course of the COVID experience, 
our family has come to certain different conclusions about not even the vaccine, but like the governmental overreach that's happening now. Mm-hmm. Um, and for for like a good year and a half, we were very compliant and every doing everything. But then when it came to vaccinating the kids, we started to really think hard. And at now as the as the effort to continue to mask people and to continue with green passport, which is the vaccine passport restrictions here in Israel, we've started to really feel that the government is too controlling, basically, that they they're asking for too much, that they are placing too many restrictions and that they're getting too much up in our bidness. Right. Particularly given that we have this Omicron variant now, which like, I, I checked the statistics, the World Health statistics this morning. Like a third of Israelis have have been officially declared to have COVID right. over the course of the last two years, which means that there's way more people because there's plenty of people who didn't get tested and just had COVID and they didn't know, right? So let's like, but let's even just go with those conservative numbers. A third of Israelis have had have had COVID. Thousands of people are getting COVID every day. There are hospitalizations, there are deaths, but it's much less. Uh, percentage-wise than it was in the past. And it's time for us to continue on with life. And part of continuing on with life is for the government to to untentacle itself you, you know, Maka, in our life. You, you know, I, I have something to tell you, which is ties into both the last two issues that you talked about, yeah. which is the Holocaust symbols yeah. and uh, the government overreach. Okay? Yeah. So some, some, some lady uh, on... Um, on, uh, I think she might be a congresswoman. I'm not sure who she is exactly because it's not exactly my, my world. But anyway, she was talking about D.C. police and she was talking about she was talking about, you know, government overreach and, and the crackdown. She's like a Republican and she's she's all you know upset about uh, about what's going on. And uh, Nancy Pelosi, she's ripping her. And by mistake, she said that she said that uh, that that there's she wanted to say Gestapo police. But she said gazpacho police. That was but just you know sad. what? But you know what the thing is about gazpacho police, which I really, I really like, is it's a way of saying, like, it's like we. I don't know if we have a Gestapo. It's police. like Gestapo light. Right. It's like there's a gazpacho police out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not a Gestapo police. No, I, I like feel it so badly. For no, her. I started realizing I really like that, and I'm like, that's funny. It's cool. It's like it's like there's like something going on there. There's definitely a move towards. You know, but you don't want to necessarily invoke the Nazi, right, the, full, the, the, the f- full name, the, right. the ineffable name. Right. So you might want to bake it with a, you know, so I like that. So she made it as an error and everybody made fun of her and it's been seen a million times. But I'm like, no, there's something actually wise about it. There's a gazpacho. There's a gazpacho police happening here. Like the, our government is, ha- is acting like a gazpacho a little bit. Certainly here in Israel, it was just revealed that the police was using this, uh, this, uh, this uh, spyware. Spyware and the citizenry. What yeah. the heck, Israel? Right. It's, this is completely like we talk about it as if it's like a piece of news and we can move on. It's like this is horrible. This is this is something that many, many people should go to jail for. This is something that is that is so unacceptable to the people of Israel. We are not okay with this. Yes, but there's a problem here in Israel, and, and uh, uh, this is not a country that is founded on liberty. It is not a country founded on liberty. It's a country founded on a socialistic principle. And notice, all the socialist bloc countries, so Canada, yeah. Australia, yes. Israel, 
and I, I haven't looked at the other ones. Those are the countries, the ones with a socialist tendency underneath it. Yeah. They're the ones that went completely berserk. Interesting. They are the ones with the gazpacho police. Okay. <laughs> All right. Listen. I, wait, wait, but wait. I just. I, I need. I need. I, I'm. We're low on time, and I need to make one more point, Malka, which is, which is, which well, is. Well, I just wanted to talk well, about masks. You are my for wife, second. so go on. I just want to talk about the oh, masks. Oh, you second. you went anti gazpacho this week. I went week. anti gazpacho this week. Okay. Okay. Now I'm a good girl, and I'm a rules follower, and I'm a Zionist, which means that <laughs> I'm a sucker. Say it in a British accent. And it means that I'm, I'm a good girl. Yeah, I am. Which means that yeah. I'm a sucker for the rules that the state of Israel puts down. Okay. Except I'm starting to move away from that. You a are bit. tired of gazpacho. It's just that. <laughs> It's just that the rules were supposed to be meant for my good and for the good of all the people. And when it's not meant for my good or the good of the people anymore, it makes me not want to do them. And I still have to maintain my integrity as a thinking person. Otherwise, I can't look in the mirror. How much gazpacho can a person eat? I don't even like gazpacho. I'll be honest with you. I don't understand why you would eat with a spoon like a V8. That's beside the point. The point is, is that sometimes those laws, they better be good for you. And when they start to be like not so good for you, you're like, I'm tired of this thing. This is this is. So we still have, uh, even though, like everybody I know has gotten COVID or the vaccine or both, a lot of both. Um, I decided, and a lot of people around me have decided that the mask thing, the mandatory mask thing, is no longer um, justified. Right. And it's hard to breathe. And you can't see your friends' faces. And I myself am a machlima. Learn the word machlima, which means I am a recovered, like uh, from a sickness person. We had COVID. Thank Hashem, we are well. And uh, like I'm, so therefore, for like many many weeks, I should not be infecting anyone with anything. And so, why am I forced to go into public places with a covering over my face? Um, and so, I've decided not to. Basically, now if uh, if some kind of guard comes up to me and is like, "Listen, ma'am, you must put on your mask," I haven't encountered that yet. Yeah, but if I do encounter that, I think I'll comply. Meaning to say, I'm not like necessarily going to jail over this. But I've decided that it's a mini activism of mine to try to walk around in Judea and do my shopping and do my publicness without a mask. The reason I think that that's important to do is because it's time for us to start looking at each other again as like healthy and normal and to start going about our lives again as healthy and normal people. I saw a study recently that like there's crazy lags in um, in uh, speech and other kinds of development of little, little children because they haven't seen people's faces in so long. Wow. So they're like, there's all kinds of like facial, muscular things that are happening with children and they can't like anyway i'm not sure it's everybody right it's definitely not everybody but like there are some kids who are suffering from this mask thing and in general i find that people are mask developmental disorder yeah yeah and i find that people are still walking around each other with this like fear thing even as a reflex not to say that there are not people who are genuinely actively cognitively afraid and they think of it and that makes them afraid. And that that's you feel however you want to feel. Like I'm not here to tell you that it's stupid. But uh but I've decided anyway that the mask thing that I so anyway, I, I walked around yesterday in Gushetzion. I went to a lot of stores. I'm not trying to get anyone in trouble. I'm sure the Israeli police is listening, gonna walk around the stores. But I went to stores and nobody said anything the to gazpacho me. Gazpacho police? There was no gazpacho police, nobody said anything to me except for one person that I knew in a grocery store it was like, Oh, do you need a mask? 
because they saw me walking around in the grocery store without a mask. I'm like, no, thanks. I'm okay. Have a great day. Right. And that was it. Because you know what? People are walking around in Israel. You see also people wearing this mask. They wear it on their chin. They wear it under their nose. And why are they doing it? Because they're trying to be compliant and they're trying to respect the people around them, which I can appreciate. But I no longer think it's appropriate to show respect and like hygiene to the people around you by covering your face. Like if you're not doing this because you believe in it, then I don't then think don't. that there's a reason to do it anymore. Right, right. If you're if you're like it used to be that I would go out for months already. I've been going out of the house. I put the thing on my ears and like under my nose so I can actually breathe because I don't think that I need to actually cover my nose because I don't think I'm being protected and I don't think I'm protecting anybody overly. Right. So then I'm just like, wait, I'm doing this as a courtesy to show respect to the people around me, like putting on my clothes in the morning. Like, oh, I went out naked. Sorry about that. Like, you don't do that. Right. You put on your clothes every day to show respect and and, uh, honor to the people around you. So I don't want to show respect anymore through masks. And I don't want anyone to tell me that that's the way to show respect. Very good, Malcolm. And so uh, and, wish me luck. And, and, and well, I myself have been doing the same thing for a long time. And, and really, and, and I think there's one more thing which you didn't say, which I want to add from a, from a positive perspective, which is there's a mitzvah today, a new mitzvah. That no, mitzvah that. is to help people get back to normal. Right. It's to help them. Like I actually think of it as an not like a I will no longer I will not comply. It's more like I want to help you snap out of this thing, out of this atmosphere. I just want you to see smiles again and be like, it's okay, the air is good. And people, fear is addictive. Fear is a powerful emotion. Fear is a very. It's like it's it's akin. One second, it's akin. To a type of pornography where like or, or or train wrecks where you like don't want to look at it but you will and you cannot but like look at it, it and you become your mind wants that feeling. There's except, a trigger there. Except that the difference here is that it's it's not necessarily that people are feeling to themselves, Wow, I'm afraid, wow, I'm afraid, wow, I'm afraid of getting COVID. It's more like I've had COVID and I'm still wearing a mask because I don't want to get a, a ticket from the police. I don't want my friends to yell at me. I don't want the people in the store to yell at me. It's it's no people are not doing this. Right. The Not everyone. There are definitely people who are doing this for health. There are definitely. And God bless you. And I really hope you stay healthy and, and keep wearing your mask. I respect you. But there's a there's a lot of people who are wearing the mask because they feel an obligation to do it, and that's why, and that's right. the only reason. A social obligation, and okay. A, a social or a legal obligation. Fine. Now I need I need to switch gears here for All a right, second. Go. We got to finish up where we went long here, and I got another segment of the show, and then another the t- table. How fun for people? Yeah, if, if you know, sometimes people complain if it gets too long. I don't know. You can you can write to me by the way. You should Do you like it when the show approaches like an hour and a half? Like, what's your comfort zone? Let me know. Really interesting. Yeah, just tell me what you. think. Think Yishayishayflasher.com. Write me like what is your uh, uh, a length comfort zone that you like? Are you one of these people who's cooking right before Shabbat like Rachel and you don't care if it's two hours long and just have it on, or is it that you you have a thirty minute drive and you're like, ah, oh, it's too long for me? Yeah, but that's three thirty minute drives. Right now, I want to say one last thing, and it actually happens to be with with Rachel. Rachel asked about uh, the, the 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 Nazi symbols and all that stuff and anti-Semitism, but the most important part of her letter was the first part. That was the important part. All this, all these battles are, you know, you know, can you use it? Can you not use anti anti-Semitic symbols from your in your in your you know demonstration? It's important, but much more important is that here's a Gentile who wants to follow the Torah 
and the messages of Israel and the calendar of Israel and the life of the Bible. And why do I say this? Because it happens to be that this week, in some conversation in this house, I had this like realization, you know, these issues have been percolating in my life for the last 20 years. But it, it dawned on me that maybe we can create another identity for people. Something like this. That you say, people say, well, what religion are you? You might say, well, I'm, you know, I'm a Bible believer. I don't know. Or you could say maybe I'm Christian, but I'm also part of, here's the bad, it's not a fully flushed out name okay, that I came up with. Okay, let's try it. We'll test it. I'm part of the International Judaism Congregation. Uh, okay. It's not the greatest name I've come up How with. How about the International Torah Congregation? International Torah Congregation. I, I can I can get behind that more. Okay. Because you know why here in Israel we have this new um, status? It's called Jewish Extended on your documentation, which I am so not behind. All right. We can, we'll get that. To we that can next do that week, another next time. Week, next week. But it's basically people who are not Jewish. Here's my point. Yes. Monica, Monica, check this out. There are people around the world who, what they want is to know what the Torah portion is and read it in English or whatever, or Spanish or in Honduras, whatever language it is. They want to know what Tubishvat is and they want to be like, oh, it's Tubishvat in the Holy Land in Israel. Let us plant a tree here in Ottawa. I don't know. They want to know that it's Yom Kippur and maybe fast. They maybe are not Jewish, but they want the- It's like Noahides. Right. But it's but 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 it's but but Noahidism is mostly uh, don't eat the flesh of an animal while it's still alive, which it's is like fine. more what to yes do. Right. It's a it's well the a, Noahides need that too. That's a whole other one hundred percent. But I am saying that yep. I, there's a there's a huge spectrum of religion out there. But I'm talking about people like Rachel and her family who are like and little Tefania. Savanya, we love you. Who are like what? What are they doing? They 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 are listening to the voice of Israel. They want to know what the Bible is talking through the Jewish people and to them in their lives. They want they want to connect on on the cultural, spiritual, cultural, observant, and also ritual level. Okay. And I say that we should be oh cognizant of that. And I say and I think why we've been doing that, but I'm even given a name to it. Which is like, yeah, we gotta, I, I like where you're going. We're going to have to flush out that. It's name. not it's literally not flushed out. And if you want to have if you if you want to come out and, and, and come out, come out, we and, should create a book about like what to do for your new religion. Isha. Or it's not a new religion. It's for not a new our, religion. OK, it's, not a new. It's, not a, a new it's an identification. Identification. It's an identification. A new the religion, way to express your Torah belief. There are many people who are already many. Maybe millions who are already living one way or another with Oh, that. my gosh. Right. And when we meet them, they blow off our faces. Right. And the way that they commit themselves and the things that they try to do to, to try and just try to do what God wants them to do. Right. And I'm just saying that we, that, that now I want you to write me an email what you think. Everybody's right invited. Yishaifleischer.com. Help me think about what this identification is. So I came up with. International Judaism Congregation, or Malka may be better, International Torah Congregation. Like, I'm part of the International Torah Congregation. Like, that's, that's the other, that's, that's either that's my full identity, or it's a partial identity. Um, but, but the point is, is I'm listening, I'm hearkening to God's voice that's being channeled through Israel. I, I want part of those things. I want to learn more about that. I want to hear about Shabbat. I want to hear that this Torah portion is Tetzaveh, and, and the vestments of the, uh, of the tabernacle. Any case, Maka, we are way out of time. Sorry, guys. God bless you, Maka. I want to thank uh, Moshe Herman, 
Ben Presky, Tabitha, Yochevet, and Lou for helping get the show out to the world. They are awesome, my awesome teammates. Thank you very much. I want to thank Prohibition Pickle for making Shabbos awesome. And I would be so ecstatic and happy if there was some way to have some more Maybe salami. Maybe we'll go. Maybe yeah. I'll go buy some salami go pick before some up. Shabbos. Yeah, go pick some up because that would be great uh, from, from our awesome Chaim. And you can he's, he's coming out with a website soon. It's not there yet. But uh, right now it's on uh, Instagram. And on Facebook, and, and he's he's an, he's also on top of being a chef and and, and, a, and a great businessman, he's also a, a great graphic artist. So he's got a lot of witty and fun and stuff. Just such a nice person. Great guy. Uh, so that's Prohibition Pickle, uh, and our good friends at the Israel Bible, theisraelbible.com. It's not just a. It's not. It's also a proper noun in which the Israel Bible is a product. Beautiful Koran Bible with English. With transliteration and with commentary uh, from the great ones, uh, put together, comp- compiled by my good friend uh, and wonderful rabbi, Rabbi Tuli, uh, who's uh, Rabbi Tuli Weiss, who's doing great work. And it's a fabulous thing. Go to theisraelbible.com, put in coupon code Yishai, bang, 10% off God's bang. word. 10% off God's word in your house. Okay. Uh, so that's really great. Uh, and also, I want to thank uh, some of our uh, media partners including jewishpress.com that put out great content every single day uh, and a great email, and they feature the Ishai Fleischer Show prominently. Uh, and also, along with that, jns.org, the Ishai Fleischer Show is moving towards becoming part of the JNS family, uh, and so I'm very excited about that, jns.org. Check it out. Wonderful content uh, uh, every single day about true Israel and, 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 and world and Jewish news. So, And there are others. There are other folks that, that, are, that are part of the show, of course, our listeners are part of the show when they go to buymeacoffee.com. Now, now my son listened to me, and he's like, why do you want so much coffee? And I explained <laughs> to him that it is, no, it is metaphorical. It is a, per, a parable. It is not an actual coffee. It is as though someone would buy you a cup of coffee, but it's a way to donate a small sum. And in support, it's called buymeacoffee.com forward slash Yishai. It's a great way to support the show and it's as though you bought me a cup of coffee. Yes, I drink coffee. Not a lot, not too much, and sometimes fake coffee uh, uh, of ground-up date you know, uh, stuff, but it's still buying me a coffee when you support. Uh, and also, if you want to support our bigger projects, which are the uh, restoration and renovation of the tomb of Rut and Ishai in Hebron, or the beautiful um, uh, uh, wellspring of Abraham in Hebron, uh, or our other efforts in writing and, and other ways to spread uh, the message of a true and strong Zion, please go to com. Oh, and the Israel Biblical Highway and that whole push. Go to com and hit go to the donate page. We have a wonderful uh, uh, donate page, which is just great and easy to use. And that's for like the bigger sums. So be part of it. Thank you so much. Oh, and of course, how could I forget uh, the number one, the number two sponsor, which is uh, hebronfund.org. And the only reason I say number two is because Hashem is our number one sponsor, of course, God Almighty. But HebronFund.org, uh, we keep Hebron strong, the Jewish community of Hebron strong, which keeps the forefathers and mothers safe and strong, which keeps the Jewish people strong, and it keeps us rooted. And we can't wait to see you uh, soon, and you'll get a great tour by the amazing Rabbi Simcha Hachbaum. So great stuff at uh, HebronFund.org. So that's some of our sponsors. Of course, we're also part of the Land of Israel Network. And uh, the fellowship, Aaron Jeremy's fellowship, which is a wonderful product. Every Sunday, uh, you'll really connect to the Torah of Israel. Instead of going to 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 church, you'll go to 
uh, or with. I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm saying you have the option of hearing the Torah uh, from Israel. Any case, Monka Fleischer, you are the sponsor of my life. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for being on the show. And, and it's ran a little bit long. Coming up right now, Avi Abelo. Sometimes I call him Babelo, okay? But that's just between me and you. Don't tell anybody. Uh, Avi Abelo, he is a, 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 a brave and, and consistent voice on Israel. And he's got a bone to pick with the COVID restrictions. He is tired of gazpacho, okay? <laughs> he's tired of the gazpacho. Wants a little and cream of corn. That's right. So so that's coming up right now. And then maybe just 10 more minutes uh, of uh, me on Table Torah right afterwards. And that's the show for the week. God bless you, folks, from the land of Israel, from the land of blessings. Brachot, blessings, and love, and strength. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Maka Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Ishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Judea to the world. You're a part of it wherever you are. I'm really excited about this interview that I'm about to do right now uh, because I think it's going to be touching on some of the most important issues of our time, issues that two years ago were not there. And one of the people that has been a bright light, a, a clear voice, a loud voice, a brave voice, a vociferous voice has been my friend Avi Abelo. Avi Abelo, you know him from PulseOfIsrael.com, from IsraelOnWire.com, from many Facebook pages and lives that he's done. He's, a, he's an entrepreneur. He's a filmmaker. Uh, he's, a, he's a Facebook star. Uh, but what I knew him for a long time was one of us, a pro-Israel guy, uh, telling the true story of Israel, showing the beauties of Israel, showing the truth of Israel. Last two years have seen him take uh, a strong turn in his life, to become one of the world's uh, foremost uh, conscientious objectors to uh, the vaccines and raising the issues of the masks, raising the issues of the legal limitations uh, that have been put on societies, uh, and discussing it with top experts on his channels, on his platforms and media, and bringing that to the world. And I was sitting with a friend a mutual friend of ours, Tsippy Treyman, and she said to me, she said to me, Avi is doing brave work. And I said, you know what? I should have Avi on the show because th- the topic of our conversation today is not just is it good or is it bad? Are the vaccines good or bad? But rather, what have been the social implications of all this? What have been the spiritual implications of all this? Where has Israel been in all this? Has Israel been a leader or has it been a uh, uh, a servant, uh, et cetera, et cetera? Let's get into it. Avi, thank you so much for joining me in studio here. Yishai, it is such a pleasure and an honor to be on your show, so thank you so much for having me. But I'm definitely not one of the world's foremost voices on this. I'm uh, my own little, little, little voice trying to reach whoever I can. Yeah, but 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 you have you have been out there, and and I and I I'll tell you another moment where I thought to interview you. I was in town in our town here in Gushetzion, and um, I was talking to a well-respected doctor, who's a semi-friend of mine, an acquaintance anyway, and we were talking about the issues, and I started raising up some questions to him about government overreach and other things, and he said to me, Avi Abelo, nice guy, good guy. He said that you know he wasn't dissing you personally, but he's like he's he is misinforming the world, and 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 he showed me how how concerned he was with what you were doing. So I thought to myself, whoa, like like this is really. It's really a question of information. Now, another reason why I wanted to interview today is the Joe Rogan question. Okay. The Joe Rogan question went took it to a different place. Do you mm-hmm. remember like the whole Trump thing? They threw Trump off of social media. Yep. Remember his his yep. things were not fact checked. This was fact checked. It wasn't right. correct. 
Now they're threatening this dude, Joe Rogan, which like the 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 American audience and global audience is like, I want to hear what he's saying. And then these right. folks are like, shut it down, shut it down. Yep. They, so they shut down Trump, right? I remember that. Right. They and, they just took down over one hundred episodes of Joe Rogan, Spotify, um, based I guess from the White House pressure and whatever. Right, and and Spotify is one thing, and then those guys from Rumble. Yeah, paying them like what they want. They offered them a hundred million dollars for a four-year contract. Right, but it wasn't even the money. <laughs> it was the statement. Rumble right. was made a genius statement. They're like, we're that kind. Right. We want to open it up, not close it down. We're that. Right. And that was by. It doesn't matter if they pay him cent one. That was just a brilliant move. Right. So okay. So uh, I think that it's important to disambiguate a few issues and to kind of separate them out. Sure. There's the vaccine itself. Good, bad. And who's making it? Who's profiting at it? Is it a good thing or, or not a good thing? Now, that's a huge topic. Right. But there's other topics that are a little bit less like daunting uh, and less medical, really. Um, and and they are, for example, um, the masks right. and the social pressure around the masks. Uh, and uh, there's also the societal question. What has society gone through? Right. Has society been like, for example, I, I, I got I had a I was picking up a guy in the car. I, I pick up you know, young people, all kinds of people. But I picked up a young guy going towards Kirat Arba, towards Yeshivat Nir. Right. And he had it and he got in the car with this mask on. And I said to him, you know, you really don't have to wear it. If you want to, you can. I said to him, I didn't, I didn't give him a hard. But I said, I said, you definitely don't have to for me. Right. Just, you don't have to even work. Like, let's breathe. Let's just be. And he looked at me. And he took off his mask. I didn't put I didn't put social pressure on him, but right. I said to him, "If you think that this thing is, it's not. You're free." So there's a lot of these questions. I'm, I want to open the floor out to you a little bit, and just just give me a give me a global picture of what we're talking about here. Wow, there's so many things to break down and go into. Let me let me um, start by saying this because I think it's very important. I I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't looking for this. I wasn't involved in this. I'm not, not. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. Um, you you could say that it's because of my decades, and again, decades. I'm like you of involvement in being active and aware regarding Israel. Um, so, as you know, and I'm sure many of your audience knows, like we can't trust what we see in the media. What's being written up about Israel? Right. So that's a great point, which is like we're. We've been used to being a party that's been a group of people, a, a, a human society segment that has been lied about all the time. Right. So we, we know we can't trust the media. We know we have to be aware. We know we it's okay to raise questions and call out misinformation that the official establishment media are saying. And it's not just media. Because of our involvement in Israel, and even people not connected to Israel should know this, not always do governments have the best intentions for, for, for their citizens, for their countries. Politicians have their own intentions, have their own goals. And especially, when, again, because we, are, like, we have red flags that go off with regards to Israel. It's like, we know, wait a second, whatever country, European Union, America, you guys, you siding, coming to the, you're ending up hurting your own people. You're, you're, you're hurting your own economics by going against Israel, but you're doing it, you're doing it anyway, so there are other interests involved, et cetera, et cetera. I'm, I've, I came, my, my natural uh, uh, gestalt, my natural being is not necessarily, is having the skepticism towards government and skepticism towards media. So I, I was not even looking to question the official narrative because I, I imagine like you and most everyone, during the first lockdowns in the beginning here in Israel, 
Uh, I, my wife and I were as afraid as everyone else. Like you can ask my kids. We didn't let them go anywhere. We didn't let them go out to, to meet their kids. We didn't go out the door, right? Because we really, we, we were deep believing the fear. The fear of this is a virus taking over the world and anyone you could come in contact with can make you die just by being in contact with them. And if you're not right. six feet away and you're not wearing the mask, like I was there. Like my wife and I today laugh at where we were at one point. Right. But we, we, we were there. What, I oh. just, just parenthetically, I just want, I just want to tell you, I remember very well that those first weeks, months, we were watching the news at night with the kids, and right. we were watching Netanyahu. I, I remember very well those news conferences. Right. Oh, almost and every night. And he was talking about those sneezes and and the and how far the the, right. the spittle kind of went and and the the, the 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 spray cloud, and so and so like we we remember like watching that with exactly what you're describing. This kind of like, whoa, there's a global event like nine eleven out there. Right. And these dudes are handling it, and Netanyahu's handling it. Right, right. Okay. I, was, I was very proud. At the time, I was very proud of our prime minister, very proud of how Israel was handling it. We were one of the leaders of the world, other leaders of the world coming to Israel. And again, you could say, for it being the beginning of something that is really an unknown, that even two years later, most doctors and scientists have no clue about what's going on. Right. No clue. I mean, even if you go to that doctor who you were talking about who was bashing, not me personally, but bashing me for my voice, you go to him today, you say you have corona, what treatment do you have for me? He goes, no, 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 go to quarantine. He's not even going to treat you, right? right? That's, that's the absurdity of today's situation. I, 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 just, I, have to, I have to just interject a thing. We live in this town here in Gushetzion. Right. That was one doctor. And he was, would have said that exactly, what you just said. Go to quarantine, get a, are you vaccinated, that kind of thing. Right. And we live in a kind of square town. We, we live in a pretty, like, law-abiding government, you know, but there's an underground, and that underground is very interesting. There's a lot of sociology here. Yeah. There's an underground, there are underground uh, signal groups. There's yes. underground WhatsApp groups. Yes. There's, un there's, there's the lady who's the deliverer of the ivermectin, right. okay? There's... <laughs> <laughs> but what's more important is we are just a microcosm right. of what's happening in Israel because yes. there's a whole subculture in Israel and it's a microcosm for every single country in the world. Right, right. People, people who have fallen for the narrative of the fear and they're still there. Right. And okay, I totally get it if you're there because we're being try made to be fear with every single news broadcast on right. all the mainstream channels. You're so, not calling so everybody not, an idiot. No, that's, no, no, I'm not nice calling people idiots at all. No, not at all. No, not at all. But I'm saying they won't understand this. They don't, there is a total segregation of society in practice right now right. between those who question the narrative and who trust doctors for treatments and are not trusting of the vaccines and anyone else who trusts the, the doctors and the politicians telling them they must get the vaccines. It's two separate societies right. that only those of us uh, uh, who are questioning the official narrative live in the subculture and know this subculture exists everywhere because we're right. connected to it. I'm not just connected to the to the local ones in Efrat. I'm connected to the national ones well, in Israel. Well, that's what I meant by the, your impact has ones. been global. No, no, no. I'm not referring. I'm not, no, I'm but not I, necessarily impacting. Yeah, but, but, but I just mean to say that on social media, people have been seeing you and other stuff like what you're saying and other people around the world. It's an important, it's an important point. There's I something going on. I can definitely like, say the like following. These Canadian truckers yeah. are inspiring and their plight is inspiring, right. and this like shutdown of them is like like there's a are we like like is this a soap opera? Is are we talking about Canadian truckers, right? right? right. <laughs> 
but they're out there right. and they're going to cold Ottawa. Right. You know, right. it, it's something else. I just, I just saw and today. It's freezing there. Yeah, yeah that's why I said cold. Yeah. And and I just saw that uh, we're going to have a trucker movement now. Yep, next week in Israel, we're right. joining. We're joining the, the, the global movement. But you movement. said something that I want to I want to push off a little bit. You said right now that I I, I want to a little bit back away for the sake of this conversation for the specifics of the issue of the vaccine, which is a huge issue and a big, maybe two-thirds of the issue. but it, So let me pivot it. Okay, right. let it's me not pivot just it. a vaccine. Let it's me, a question no, no, no. of let government me, let me control. Exactly. It's, it, I, I work at the Maratha Machpila, at the Tomb of the Patriarchs right. Mitchell. I got these cops, these, 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 poli- these, these uh, border police, soldier police officers. Sometimes, the other day there were shots in Hebron, literally hitting the, the Tomb of the Patriarchs Matrix, a, a, a damn bullet whizzed over my head. Wow. Okay, or somewhere close to me because I heard it and I like... It was like, it, you know, you know yeah. it when, when something's shooting towards you anyway. Right. I walk in and I'm in the outdoor area and, and some, uh, some guy, some, some uh, border police guys like put on a mask. <laughs> I said, bro. I was almost just shot. Bro, yeah. why don't you go out there and get the bad guys? Leave me alone. I'm just trying right. to breathe some air here. Okay. Why don't you, you know, do you even the have any. dangers. Right. So, 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 so let's, let's pivot a little bit more towards the question no, of, that's of fine. social control. So, so, so pivoting back. So no, just, just on the global level, I just wanted to, to state. Um, that I don't agree. I, I don't agree. I'm I'm a, I'm a global voice, but my voice is getting around the world because every day I am. Get, people are contacting me from all over the world. People who got the vaccine and people who did not get the vaccine, pleading, where can I find a doctor who can help me because I'm sick and none of my local doctors, wherever this is, whether it's Australia, whether it's Europe, whether it's Israel, mm-hmm. none of my local doctors will help me. They don't know how to treat me. I'm sick. And I've been putting people all over the world in touch with wow. a doctor who actually treats them for their symptoms. In what like countries? should be. Is it the, like Zoom doctors or is no, it do- local no, doctors for well, them? Where it's actually, it's an Israeli doctor, uh-huh. but he takes calls from all over the world wow. and putting them in touch with people all over the world and giving mm-hmm. them treatments and, and, and even people in Jerusalem and, and, and Efrat. Um, but it, so that's on the global level, just putting things in perspective. Not, but, um, but again, pivoting. Let, let, let me ask you this. I want to ask you a question. How, give me, give me I, the reason I'm pushing you is because we have limited time today because you got to go down soon. I want to ask you this. Give a grade to Israel. Let's come to that at the end. <laughs> Let's come to, no, it's important. Let's come to that at the end. Right? I want to know is Israel because like it doesn't it doesn't like a lot of the folks in Texas when I where I go like places like that they're yeah. like uh, your country's not getting a good grade. You guys are a hard blue state. So so for for some red people state people who are like anti this stuff, Israel seems like a pretty you know pretty New Jersey like state. Listen, people have to understand <laughs> we're go look, we're we're going through. You and I are believing Jews. Right. Like, we're 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 going through a, a crisis. Know, a, a, no, I was a religious process mm. or a godly process. Oh, I love it. Over to overtaking humanity right now. Like I, I'm the type of person I, I like teaching people about the the one of the most important brachot blessings we say is Baruch Dayan Ha'emet. Right, that's a blessing that Jews are we're supposed to make when we hear bad news. Right, even when someone dies, we say Baruch Dayan Ha'emet. Right, so, blessed be the true uh, the, the true judge, meaning God. Why? Because while something, what bad things happen, and they are bad things, like bad things happen in our lives and tragedies happen, we are humans. We only know and feel the the, the pinpoint of that impact on our lives. We don't know the the ripple effects of of that. 
to eternity, which is part of God's plan. God knows eternity. So he, everything in the end is for the best. Even to us, it's bad news and, we're, and we're, we're, we're weeping and it's the worst thing to happen to us. So when I look at what's going on today, I look at it as, okay, think, it, two years of craziness, two years of insanity, two years of, of death and sickness as well, right? I don't want anyone to think that I don't believe that the corona is not a real virus. Whatever, there is a virus. People are dying, 100%. Uh, I'm not and, pe- a, and people get sick. I myself was, was sick. My, my daughter lost her sense of smell. I was sick recently with Omicron. Uh, it was actually less fun than advertised. Uh, it wasn't nothing for me. I had a bad taste in my mouth for about two weeks. I had depression, which is a symptom that I told other people about, and they were thankful because they didn't know that depression is one of the symptoms. And when I told them that, they felt a great relief because they didn't—they oh, thought that they were just depressed and they were disappointed in themselves. I'm like, I like started looking to. I'm like, this is one of the symptoms here. This thing is a neurological thing. It like messes with your head. And I was in a bad place. My family was making me nuts. Everything was making me nuts. And I was, mm. it was the sickness. Right. So I actually did not go public with this uh, for no, no, for a specific reason, but not nothing that about the public. But uh, I was very sick. Right, I got it just a few weeks ago. I got mm-hmm. it really bad. My whole family almost got it. I'm the, I'm the one who got it worst. We mostly all got it at the same time. Um, everyone else got over over it within a day or two. Like, I, I don't I don't know Omicron Delta. I have no clue about these things. All I could tell you is I was sick in bed for for o- over a week. Wow. Really, 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 really bad flu. Uh, total uh, total bo- uh, head, um, brain fog, to- headaches, shivers. But there was also flu going through flu. the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was also like a flu, like a lot of people, and there was a lot more people in the hospital with the flu than with COVID. Right. Well, listen, I mean, we're not going into the details, but I'm not a believer in the, in the, in the tests. I'm a, I think the tests are part of the problem, not part of the solution. That, that's part of the fear. That's part of the, if you're sick, if you're sick, go to, go to a doctor, right? The only time up until, uh, up, up until this virus, the only time I remember having to take tests is if a doctor thinks you're sick or you have, your throat's hurting you and then they tell, okay, well, get a strep test to test if it's strep or, or we'll knock it out and we'll figure out what else it is. But never before have healthy people have to take, in, to take tests. Right. And, when they're healthy, like if you have symptoms, you're sick. If you don't have symptoms, you're no, you don't, you're not sick. Symptoms are a sign of God that something's wrong with your body. That's our body telling us something's wrong. In any case, the bottom line is: so I, I don't believe in these tests. If you're sick, you're sick. Go to a doctor and have the doctor treat you for your symptoms, like that. Like medicine used to be treated back in 2019. So I was sick in bed for for over a week, and of course, there's the fear that it's potentially this this deadly virus. I do believe that people are dying from this virus, right? So I contacted the doctor immediately, and there's early medical treatments and he told him what my symptoms are and he gave me and he gave me the different medical medical treatments and different vitamins to take and medicines to take for me um uh, and we also thought maybe sinusitis my, my wife actually thought maybe and i talked to the doctor he goes oh yeah maybe so take this for sinusitis. it might it might because sinusitis also might be a part of it and after a week in bed baruch hashem thank god i'm uh, I'm, I'm, I'm better i was better back to normal but everyone in the family got something mostly right. it was just the sniffles or just back pains or whatever all the tests came out positive so we're all officially sick and we're all now officially in the system. what's great at least about israel is that being sick is valuable in terms of giving you credit Correct. As developing... Correct. Even though 
I've been, I was against, I didn't want to get the test. Like other people wanted me to get the test so you could be officially in the system if you're really sick. Right. I don't believe in that because the credit is part of the government overreach. Right. It's then you're part of the government system and then they could say, oh, you're vaccinated. So if they do want to institute rules like you're not allowed in restaurants or you're not allowed into a doctor or you're not allowed right. to the hospital, you're part of the system. I don't want to be part of the system. Right. Part of stopping it is not complying and not allowing yourself to be part of this computer system that you have the quote unquote vaccine passport. Um, that's a huge point what you just said and I like to I have a name for that I call it the Chinification 100% you're, of, you're right on with of, that. of Israel and, and of society in general this means cameras this means surveillance this means codes this means that you're the biometric passes. This means that your to your Israeli ID card, your Tudat Zahut, has a biometric stamp on it. It means that they took your fingerprints. It just means that you are becoming much more. And and in general, in general, I believe that the general American idea, as the hegemon of the time that you and I grew up, was the basic idea of liberty. Connected to that was free market and freedom of the individual. As America is waning and China is a stronger force globally, their idea, which is not an idea of liberty, it's a Chinification, you know what it is. I don't want to say it's just communism, but it is general control over society is creeping in uh, and it's becoming part of our social structure around us and there's right now... you have to forgive me because I have to go in a few minutes, but let's 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 end with this because it's very important, and we can continue at another time. We can do a deeper dive to continue. I got five but more what, minutes, baby, and I'm uh, taking it. I'm supposed to be there in five minutes. <laughs> it's downstairs. One walk. No, away. it's it's the, the other one. Oh, <laughs> I'm not walking. I have to drive. Chinification. It's not that it's creeping. It's already taken over. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you the following story of how it's already taken over. Because we and, and we're only going to touch upon this, and this is the real conversation to be had. Because you asked and you wanted to talk about it, the impact on society. I, I, of course, I'm sad of whoever gets sick, whoever dies from this virus. The true virus is not the actual virus. The true virus is the virus of what's changed humanity. It's made, it's it's divided society. It's divided families. It's dividing friends. It's dividing communities. It's it's overtaken to the extent that just the other day I heard someone who was from Montreal, Canada, and in Montreal, Canada, the the, the, the Quebec, especially I think in Canada, rules are especially especially harsh. I mean, I know someone went shopping. I don't know whether it's Toronto or or, or Montreal. They went shopping there, and they said that even in the in the in the supermarkets, you you're only allowed to walk in one direction in an aisle. And she walked. She's a, she she's originally from from Canada. She lives in Israel. She was visiting. She goes. She was in shock because she walked in the wrong direction in an aisle, and she was screamed at. And that's the point she was screamed at. And someone from Montreal went to Florida on vacation. And this person said that he wasn't able to deal with it with being in Florida. Because Florida is free. Where they're living, you have, you have your choice. You want a vaccine, you don't want a vaccine. No masks, no mandates, nothing. Freedom, like life is supposed to be. And if you're sick, go get yourself taken care of. Decide what you want to do. And this person from Montreal, Canada couldn't deal with it. Mm-hmm. Because he's already been overtaken. Institutionalized. He's been institutionalized. The Chinification you're talking about is not creeping. It's taken over. Like we have our own family and friends and neighbors who because of their because of the indoctrination of the fear of this virus, they no longer think and act the same way as they would have two years ago. Right. And the way they think about me or someone else, we're automatically a danger to them right. because of our opinions. Right. 
that is the real sad reality of how that that's the true virus this chinification that's taken over right. this total trust in government which again we didn't get into but that's the ultimate battle going on it's a battle of, of trust who do we trust do we trust in god or we trust in the scientists it's not trust in science because we're trusting scientists because science always changes let, let, yeah. let me cut you off for just one second and i know you're leaving exactly 60 seconds so i just i, I need to make this this point and ask you about this and see if you can throw it out there in 60 seconds go we have transitioned i have a new term that i came up with this week which is the age or era of distrust this came to me this realization came to me as i am a zionist and i, I love my country but i've come to see things like the chaim valder scandal where the this haredi ultra-orthodox rabbi who was well respected turned out to be a child molester and, and this broke trust in a religious authority. And there's a lot of breaks of trust in religious authority. Uh, so rabbis are, are not 100% trustworthy. The legal system, long time ago, the Israeli legal system has become a tool for globalists and anti-Judean you know, Samaria folks. The police, not really trustworthy. Our leaders, our Israeli Knesset, has never in my lifetime been so untrustworthy. You've never like felt like, oh my God, a guy will lie to my face extensively look in my eyes show me a piece of paper that i've signed say i'll never be in that coalition and right. then just blatantly turn it around right and so it's an age of distrust 100 percent. and that is a crisis of some 100%. kind and all of a sudden what's been added to that list are the scientists and doctors who until this point many if not all of us trusted to really have our best interests at heart and some of them think they do but i've told i've said this many many times i will not trust any doctor on this uh, virus issue if his solution is it, is just the vaccine I have no problem someone decides from their own free will to decide to take it. My, my, my problem is not with people making making their own personal medical decisions, but I do not trust any doctor. I, if I break my leg, I'm going to go to a, to a doctor to but fix I, my what leg. About the if I go to a brain question, surgeon for brain surgery, I will. But if some, but for this virus, I will not go to any doctor who believes the vaccine is the one and only solution and, and, uh, and delegitimizes all of the other early medical treatments that world-renowned doctors and scientists have been using these past two years to save people's lives. Fine, Avi, but I asked you a broader question about a society that is starting to distrust so, every every right. institution. Oh, no, right. so I was, yeah, so I, that goes into the well, overall what happens, process. C c have you ever lived in a time when society is distrustful of all of its institutions? I haven't. No, no, and I'm with you that until this time it was really just distrusting uh, politicians and media, 100%, and the right. legal system and the police, etc. Um, but looking at this through emuni through, through through believing eyes faith eyes it, we're living in we're living in the 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 process of distrust so that each and every person or as many people as possible learn to place their 100% trust in the one and only being in the universe that deserves that trust and that is the god above too much trust has been given over to human beings all of us are fallible the biggest politician the biggest doctor the biggest rabbi we are all fallible there is only one being in the universe we are supposed to place 100% trust and and we could question but ultimately we still have to trust him but any human being any human being even the biggest rabbi or biggest doctor we have to take a step back and listen and question and raise every question and try to find the answers that make what they're telling us make sense
There's because we can't. We, you can't put one hundred percent blind trust in anything. But can we live? But can we live in a world of 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 a distrust where where your neighbor is is dangerous to. because he's a a a, a, a a biological terrorist? Or, and, and can we live? Can we? Can, can we? I mean. Uh, let me put it to you this way. You, yeah. Before we talked to the show, I said to you, I would, I would poke a hole. I'm like, wait a minute. Do you mean to say that like we're going to be able like is this is this a way? I'm not saying is there don't a way forward through people. this? 100%. I'm, we have to go. I describe it as this. And I have to run. Yes. I describe it as this. What we're experiencing today is a war against God. Mm-hmm. How do I say that? Everyone is trusting the knowledge from degrees from university degrees right? right we're always looking oh who's the expert what do they have how what do they know da, 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 da. guess what every college course every university the courses change every semester the books change things are always changing even science changes one year the egg is healthy the next year the egg isn't healthy one year one year butter is not healthy margarine is healthy the next year margarine is not healthy and butter is healthy come on Science is always changing. The, the, the Science is about questioning. It's not about 100% answers, right? right? right. So well, but basically what we're experiencing, oh, wait, so what's the other side of the coin? Before colleges and educations and, and, and paper degrees, how did people make decisions? Based on their God-given common sense. And what we're experiencing is humanity being indoctrinated to no longer use their God-given common sense because that's what happens. I don't know how many conversations you've had, but I have conversations, conversations, not arguments, and I raise this issue and that issue and this issue and that issue, and they say, Avi, I agree with everything you're saying, but the doctors must be saying this. They must have a reason to say this. Right. But we just had an hour conversation that right. this tr- that disproved everything right. that doctor is telling for, you. For me, that's but not they tricky. Won't, but they won't move away. They right. won't stick with their common sense. I, we've dealt with the two-state solution for so long, the two-state solution issue, so they'll tell you, what. Well, but, but the but, head of this... Uh, saying, you're right, it's I'm the like, same thing. I'm like, the guy's messed you're, up. What can I tell right. you? It's the same thing, right. but it's now expanded right. even to an area where until now no one ever questioned right. before. Hence, what we're experiencing is a godly process of belief in man because of your degrees and pieces of paper that even the knowledge changes every few days or months or years versus God and our God-given common sense and sticking with our intuition and our belief in God himself and not no longer putting 100% trust. Again, I'm saying I'm saying talk to three or four doctors. I'm not saying don't trust anybody. Right. I'm saying ask questions and go with your common sense. And if you're not, your questions aren't being answered, right. then keep on asking until you get someone to answer your questions. But don't trust people that they're not answering your common sense questions. And the return of liberty, will we see that again? Ooh, uh, because I Because to me... I can I can I can I can push back I I can I can not worry so much about the vaccine although I'm I'm I mean I see the the tie in but I'm saying I could even be like wait 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 forget if the vaccine is good or bad forget that for a second do you not see that there is a government control system that is coming down on us like never before and we are being surveilled and we are giving over our knowledge and 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 we're living in a world where Google knows more about us. Than, 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 than we'd like to give them, et cetera, et cetera. Listen, people might not like for me to, might not be happy with me saying this, but some people think like the mandates and all the, uh, all, all these government regulations, government overreach mandates were done as a need for public health to solve this pandemic. 
and my perspective and understanding after being involved in researching this for two years and talking to experts is that no, this pandemic has been mismanaged in order to bring about the government control mm -hmm. together with big tech to take over our lives and steal our liberties and freedoms. Again, a virus exists, people are dying, but the way governments have been dealing with this these, and again, you want to call me conspiracy theorist, call me a conspiracy theorist, go do your own research. The plans for these mandates and government big tech collusion to overtake our liberties and freedom, take away our liberties and freedoms, have been in the books, have been talked about for years with government leaders. Just go look into the World Economic Forum right. where our world leaders go and meet every single year. They've been talking about this for years. So it's a different understanding of what's going on. Are, are our liberties and freedoms going to come back? I think we're going to be going through some, through, through, through some harsh times, ups and downs, and, and ultimately, yes. When, how it's going to happen, no clue. But good times are coming, but we're going to be going through a very... Uh, uh, stormy waters in the meantime. Avi, I, I, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Avi Abelow is pulseofisrael.com, israelunwired.com. He's a filmmaker, an entrepreneur, uh, a, a social media pundit. Uh, and I want to I thank you for your brave voice. Uh, and um, I want to also thank you for your positivity throughout, throughout it all. And a lot of people have said to me, look, the one thing about Avi is that <clears throat> though he sees... Uh, a lot of conspiracy, let's call it, though, and I don't need to say that in a negative term. Conspiracy means a getting together of people. Conspiracy is happening every day. Our right. governments are always conspiring. Leaders are always conspiring. Right. It's uh, I conspire with my wife context. to raise the children. There you go, you know exactly. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But you but you see something else, uh, but you've still kept your your positivity and your and your and your strong faith in Hashem, and that's been a part a part of the message that you've been saying. And I really want to thank you for that. And uh, I want to let you go. So God bless you. Keep up the good work out there. And I want everybody to to contact you with questions and issues. And of course, folks, uh, just a word of caution: you didn't have to accept what we just said. You don't have to accept any of it. No. Uh, uh, d d that's actually part of it. Not at all. Right. Not, and again, part, of, part of it is to feel free to disagree and have and converse and converse. Right. And again, I want to tell people again, just emphasize: this is not Avi Abelow talking in terms of my not sci the science uh, medical information. It's not me. I've been interviewing top world-renowned doctors and scientists throughout the past two years, and uh, learning from them and passing on their information. And therefore, that's brought, been brought up all the questions. So don't listen to anything to me. Do your own research. But but you always question: Why aren't I allowed to say this? Right. Why aren't I allowed to think this? Right. Why isn't Joe Why am I being censored? Why this. are people angry at me for even saying this? Like, wait a second, what happened to, to basic basic decency? And if, if it's really a danger to medicine or a danger to people's health, well, why can't we talk about it? Right. Why, 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 am I, why is it being shut down and censored? It's like things don't make sense. Use your common sense and follow that and research. You come to different conclusions, don't come to different conclusions, but don't shut down the discussion or the issues and or friendships or, or right. family relationships because that's, right. that's been happening. And lastly, to help people start to traverse traverse out of it. That's what I've been doing. Helping people calm down a little bit, being like, don't be afraid, everything's okay. Let's let's get back. Let's get back to to, to a decent life. And just today I went to into a girls' high school to check out high schools for my daughter. And I saw that the principal there was not wearing a mask. He was not uptight. You know, and, and we had a a, a a normal conversation. We, we want to get back to normal. Yeah. And the will to get back to normal and to the will to defend basic liberties, not through yelling and screaming, I like, we have to have our liberties, but through being like, hey, 
Let's converse again. Let's right, open hundred percent. Let's open it up. Hundred percent. And people who know me or follow me or, or this is more in the secret conversations and I gotta go and I'll leave with this. It's like again, I am following the science of following the doctors and scientists saying that the masks do nothing. Everyone today getting sick or triple and quadruple jabbed. They're all getting sick, all been wearing masks for two years, social distancing, doing nothing. Masks do nothing. You wanna wear a mask for your own social for your own whatever reason? Sababa, go for it. But when I go into places and I've already for months been going to places without masks here in Israel where it's still a, the official quote unquote rule so they can force you. I walk in with a smile. Shalom. Right. You know? Right. Trying to defuse the situation. Right. Someone asks you, put on your mask? Well, I'm like, oh, I don't have to. Yeah. That's, it. that's yeah. it. You know, with a smile and nice. I'm not that's trying right. to make trouble. Helping people. You're not bad because it, that's your job. You've been forced to do it. You don't even want to do it. You've been turned into a police officer even you're a teacher even though you're a guard even though you're a store owner. It's like, I don't have an issue with you. And I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, so just be nice. Be nice to people. Be nice to people. Respect people. You disagree. You disagree. Don't, don't, right. don't, 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 don't go the other direction. Avi Abelo, God bless you. Keep up the good work out there. And I want people to reach out to you and check out your stuff uh, on your websites and uh, keep strong out there. God bless you. Well, thank you, Yishai. All right, folks, you are listening to the Yishai Fleischer Show. And boy, we had uh, we had some spicy time with Malka and very spicy with Avi Abelo. Uh, and now just a few moments of table Torah uh, before we go. Um, this is the Torah portion of Tetzaveh. It's the one Torah portion that Moses' name is not mentioned. And really, it's very understandable why. When I say the one Torah portion that Moses' name is not mentioned, since we meet Moses in the first Torah portion of the book of Exodus, there's only one Torah portion where the name of Moses is not mentioned. That's Tetzave. Why is that? Because it's about his brother. It's about the clothing of his brother. It's the other job. It's not the Moses job. It's not the laws, and it's not the it's it's not the the people, and it's not the relationship with God. It's the priests, which is a specific thing. It's a specific uh, uh, service of the Lord, and it is different than the Moses service of the Lord. And it's his brother. It's the other. It's the now Aaron is not the competitor of Moses. They work in tandem, but it is it is it is this is the job that 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 was given because Moses didn't want to get sent down to Egypt and he didn't, he didn't want to uh, be the messenger Aaron got this job and it's 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 an it's the Aaron job it's like okay now let's focus on the Aaron show and it's not actually about the people of Aaron it's about the vestments it's the clothing the clothing of Aaron and you know they're so beautiful these clothes and they're scary because it's like this is how God sees clothes. You know, this is how God sees beauty. This is this is what will will honor him. Now the Torah portion starts actually with the lighting of the menorah. The lighting of the menorah. Not how to make a menorah, but actually how to, you know, do the oil, do the wicks and the lighting of the menorah. Why is that important? Because in the last Torah portion we learned about how to make the menorah. But now we're starting this Torah portion, which is about the clothing, and it's about the lighting of the menorah. Why? Why not just put, put the building of the menorah and the lighting of it in the same Torah portion? So here's a thought. The thought is like this. There are things in the tabernacle and later in the temple that the polarity, the polarity, the direction of the energy is the service of God from mankind up to the Lord. The sacrifices, the offerings, and the incense, these are things that I think could be understood as we here on earth prepare them 
and we offer it up to you, God. And so the polarity of these things is from from the people gathering and the money of the people and the efforts of the of the of the levites and the priests and the peoplehood and we we give it to you god as a gratitude as an ola as a total offering and it comes from us up to you and it's totally burnt and we've given it to you but there are polarities in there's another polarity in the tabernacle temple which is that god sends his blessings and energy and light and knowledge and wisdom down from heaven to us. The best example of that is the menorah. The menorah, its polarity is the temple is a light and a blessing for mankind. Jerusalem will be lit up from the light of the menorah. The world is lit up from the light of the menorah. And so basically God is like, okay, there's a part of the tabernacle which you're honoring me. And then there's a part of the tabernacle where my presence is felt in this world and I'm sending it down and I'm sending you my blessings and you could feel it through this light. And so the Torah portion of the vestments, the clothing of the, of the uh, priests starts with this polarity of this is for your this is my blessing to you this is for your pleasure this is for to honor mankind this is for me to 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 bestow upon you and so the clothing of the priest and especially the high priest is one that honors man it's actually something for us to be wowed by it's uh, it's for us to be like look at the man the human who is uh, adorned with a godly light in a godly way, and it's for us to be wowed by it. It's not for God to be like, wow, that Cohen looks amazing. No, it's for us to be like, wow, look at that Cohen. He looks amazing. That is what service of God feels like and looks like. That's what we should emulate, and it's a message for us. It's not us serving the Lord. It's a message coming towards us from the Lord. And I think that's a very important thought, and, and, I'll, and I'll just add one more part to that, which is when we serve God in prayer, there is also two polarities there. One polarity is uh, the the one that's commonly known is that I'm going to pray for it. I'm going to ask about it. I need information. What's that polarity? That's the polarity of God. Please bestow your blessings upon me and send me your knowledge and send me the answer and send me the the, 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 the welfare and the, and the needs and the healing and all those things. But that should not be the first polarity. The first polarity should be I honor you, God. I serve you, God. I minister unto you, God. I do your will, God. And so I'm not asking for anything. The first thing I do is I thank you, and I honor you by saying what a God you are, what the the greatness of your godliness. Only then, when I'm done with the business of being the minister, the ministering, let's call it angel, the, 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 the court that honors you, then I could start asking for personal requests and try to reverse that polarity and maybe God will bless me. But that is not the ikar. That's not the, the heart of it. The heart first is to honor God. Then, after you've done that business correctly and you've served him properly, then to reverse that polarity and ask and, and maybe you shall receive. So that's a, a little thought that I wanted to have about this uh, Parsha, which is important for... Um, uh, for um, um, uh, this this uh, way of thinking about the Torah portion, Tetzaveh, um, and 
There's more. There's more beautiful things that I think about this Torah portion and we should all think about. Oh, and maybe just one last one, which is, I haven't worked this out, so I'm, so I'm, I'm still thinking about this, and maybe you can help me think about it. Write me an email, yishayishayfleischer.com. Uh, the hem uh, of the clothing of the uh, high priest has a pa'amon and rimon, pa'amon and rimon, a bell, a little dingling bell, and a rimon. There's uh, some disagreement if that rimon is actually a gold rimon, a gold, uh, excuse me, pomegranate, or is it a techelet pomegranate, a, uh, a, uh, a dyed w- blue wool at the city of David. They actually found a golden, uh, a golden pomegranate. So... Uh, that is likely to be from the hem of the high priest. Uh, it's an amazing thing. Um, but before we enter the Holy of Holies, we basically knock. We, we make a jingle. We make a little jingle. Um, and uh, to me, there's something about the composition. We jingle before the, 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 the high priest goes into the Holy of Holies. God has to seemingly hear him approaching uh, through the jingling of these things. But but I like to think about the 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 two these two opposing um, images. The Ramon is hidden. What's inside of it is hidden. It is it is filled with commandments uh, par- in a parable way. It's got these seeds and it's got everything's kind of inside. It's very hidden. The the bell is very obvious what it is and it's jingling and making its noise. And so both of those are true. So you have to come in. Unto God, on the one hand, proud and loud, and I'm Jewish, or I'm I'm a Bible believer, I'm with you, I'm with Israel. And then there's got to be something inside, something that's much more like a womb, a hidden secret, a a a, a internal way where where when you open this this Ramon up, it is it is red and flush and with seeds, and it's got this whole like inner life, but it's not outward. Outward, it's just got a kind of pretty, you know, uh, a not shiny peel, and it's got something that's very hidden and internal. Both of those ways you have to serve God, and you got to learn how to balance those things, the, the, the jingling bell and the, the pride, and also the internal, the, the secret, the, the, the personal service, the womb that's, that's inside, and that way of serving God. Folks, you are listening to the Ishai Fleischer Show. We went a little long today, but I want to bless you and thank you and be part of the story, be part of the, 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 the power of Israel. Don't worry about all the tremors and shakes. It's normal. That's, that's when you're part of the redemptive process. That's what's happening. So I'm sending you my blessings. Lots of love, lots of blessings from the land of blessings. Be strong out there. Be faithful out there. We're going to get through everything, and we're going we're gonna to see great, great lights coming from Jerusalem to the world, and you're a part of it wherever you are. Shabbat Shalom, and thank you.